Feliorian welcome. So yes, a true Feliorian welcome indeed. It is I, Gomez. I'm joined by my co-host, Janky. Hello. And yes, today we are going to be talking about the new patch 2, which is 2.18? Two, yeah, 2.1818. I, I don't know how they... I was going to say 2.18. But yes, no, we're going to be going through the patch notes of 2.18, all the changes that were made, um, some big ones and like, you know, some ones which you just think, why oh, was the card not like that to begin with? Yeah, but yeah let's, literally. <laughs> but let's get in. Yeah, and see. more than half, more than half. It's like, <laughs> why wasn't it always that? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Hard Let's agree. get into this. It should be a good time. So, like, our thoughts and opinions and such. Uh, so just start from, starting from the top, the the champion nerfs, which pretty much everyone expected, uh, are Nami and Draven. Uh, Nami leveled stupidly quickly. I mean, it the, the funniest thing was when you watch people playing, and you know what? It like I feel like the worst thing was as being the opponent. In terms of like, whenever I was playing against a Nami player, it would be, okay, pass turn one, pass turn two, yeah. immediately have double trouble. Like, you always had double trouble in hand on turn three. And then but they bank the rest of the mana, turn four, throw down gifts from beyond, and then throw down Nami, leveled up, and then Hazard, there's the crescendo. It always happens. Yeah, it's it's such a specific curve to always be their opening hand, right? Yeah, I know. It, was so, it was so weird. It was con like, consistently like you know you'd see it like hit again and again and again. There's leveling up turn four, so it does make a lot of sense that she's got like a, that little bit of a hit, which I think just now means that like potentially you're going to be seeing her level up turn five rather than turn four. Right? Yeah. Well, I so I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, you're right. You're right. It would, it would, it would just level after the pass now, right? So that that initial spark of fly wouldn't enter buffed. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, I, feel, yeah, yeah. I feel like it would be. Which, well, the thing of it is, is that um, you wouldn't. Maybe I'm just trying to think. Yeah, would you play this? Would you still play them? I guess you'd still go up to. Yeah, no, you'd still play the the sparkle fly in order to get rid of the mana. And then you'd bank the mana from yeah yeah yeah. So yeah. Like, you'd you have like, to play one more spell and then pass. It's yes. like a little extra <laughs> step. Exactly, and then obviously yeah, then there'll be they level up next turn, which like uh, her leveling up on four, she does have one of the most insane like kind of like level up abilities in a matter of speaking because mm -hmm. of how many burst speed spells there are in the game and like that. Like, she she's got like a the the potential of buffing up a, a board relatively easily. And the funny thing is that it doesn't even require leveling up a bald, right? Just even having one sparkle fly and that's it. Just her just buffing up that one sparkle fly to the point where like, you know, you can't do anything about it and they're going to be healing for that amount of like, you know, the damage that they're putting in. Like, it it did need to be sorted out. Yeah, it, it, the, the fact that when she on level buffs health as well, there were like many, many, many occasions where you will have a three damage spell because that's typically like the peak of damage dealing removal in Runeterra. Yeah. She has four health on level, so you're like, okay, I'll try and remove the Sparkle Fly. It only has two health right now. And you go in and they cast the two spells and it's like, it, it's, it was too, it, it's too easy for them to stick a board. Uh, yes. with Nami in play. That being said, I think I, I mentioned this in the last episode, as really obnoxious decks go, I'm completely okay with Nami Zoe as a concept. Like, I, I think we've had way more obnoxious decks in the past. Oh, definitely. Uh, and uh, this slight tweak is probably all it needs to turn some people off of the deck and maybe make room in the meta for other stuff. 
Mm. Even if it doesn't actually affect the power of the deck all that much. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I mean, the 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 other nerf that we will be coming to later on is more of a hit to that. Yeah. Deck, yeah. But... True. True. <laughs> um, That's when we get there. Yeah. Oh, well, I, I I assume we'll talk about decks that were remained untouched at the end. But uh, there there's there's one blaring issue I've noticed. Uh, you know, the um, Draven was the other one, right? And... Yeah, Dra- Draven is the other one who was massively hit. You know what? I was not expecting this. I actually found, like, you know, in terms of like opinion wise, like, I know that Draven was one of the best champions out there. The reason why I say one of the best champions, I mean one of the most flexible champions in the just of his stat line, his axes, and everything. But he was one of those kind of champions that could just get thrown into most decks and still be relatively okay in terms of like that doesn't mean like he had more creativity that you could do with draven right yeah in terms of just like you know he could work with spells he could work like of the axes that he was making he could work in like discard stuff like he was a perfect champion all well like well-rounded and so i didn't really mind him in like personally but i feel like maybe which it right and people have thought you know what Draven's had a very long time in the spotlight of being in all of these main top, oh, yeah. like top tier things. Maybe let's just cut him down a little bit. So they changed his health from being three to two, putting him into Mystic Shot range now. <laughs> I, I suppose. I suppose. I I feel as if as though this nerf is not going to matter in a lot of circumstances. Like... Oh, the, the the comedy is that it doesn't in yeah. <laughs> in them Draven Scion. His whole real purpose is even if he makes one axe for you. Are still good enough in a yeah, matter of yeah, speaking. Yeah. Literally, all you're looking for for Draven in like the Scion deck is those axes because it's a it's a free cost way of just discarding something, which is what that deck is trying to do most of the time. So, like, it's not going to make too much of a difference because like Draven normally in that deck he he might make maybe one or two attacks, but most people tend to deal with him in relatively different ways, right? So, mm-hmm, like, that, that's what I mean. It, it's just, he's something... This now means he can be dealt with quicker. That's yeah. all that, that's always really um, gives to you. So, um, yeah, it's not a major change for most of the decks that he was currently in, but for decks later on down the line, the, the difference might, you know, end up being yeah. substantial. Yeah, Sion took a much more substantial hit further down the list, but... Uh... The thing with Draven being, I, I I suspected this nerf was coming at some point, but the way they've got about it, I I find confusing because, at least me personally, I am okay with there being one extremely versatile champion that is featured in many decks, so long as there's only a couple of them at a time of these yeah. like champions that are not broken, but they are very popular and very versatile. And yeah. I just felt as though when they inevitably had to spice up the meta a bit, and they would have to nerf Draven because he had just been seen for too long. I thought they would buff up someone else to be really stupidly statted, just for the purpose of there being another versatile, powerful champion. Like, champions that don't necessarily need their level up. Like, I suppose uh, Mm. Nocturne, I suppose, could be an example. You don't really need to level up Nocturne. He has a really good um, cast effect. And if he had better stats, then maybe he could be a Shadow Isles versatile champion i think it would need to be a three cost but you you, you understand what, what i mean right like i get i get what you mean yeah I, I just figured they would they would buff up someone else to take that spot as a really versatile powerful champion but um i suppose ziggs actually is kind of uh exactly that yeah i mean that's the thing of it is that i guess this may be open up some changes in terms of the fact 
that people might check because Draven is like a your normal. Oh, you know, I play Noxus. Like, oh, let, let's throw <laughs> Draven. He's a great free cost and whatnot. Like, this might be one of those things whereby people now could consider Riven in that slot because, True. like, yeah. you know, Rit like so maybe it's a it's a thing so that like uh, maybe Riven still does get this does see play, but not as much as Draven, obviously. So people might like so you might think, oh well, I can put Riven in. Riven's gonna give me a um a fragment every single turn when I'm when I um it's my attack turn, and I can get overwhelmed quick attack and whatnot through those. So potentially, like that's another thing is that it's thinking like maybe let's put Draven just down slightly power level wise because you know then it opens the door to Riven because she's got that good health stat. And such, so who knows? And also, like LeBlanc is also in the free range as well. So I guess, like, you know, it's maybe to open up. I, I, to, I, I guess, I suppose, uh, to, I... to other choices in that slot because Draven is such a well rounded With that, it sounds stupid with that, which it just like it's just one health point, but one health point makes so much difference. The fact that I said like he can now be taken down by a Mystic shot, as I say, mm-hmm. um, rather than needing like a, maybe a few things or a get excited or the. Um, What's that? The the new one that came out that basically if fumes. Yes, yes. Yeah, if, yeah. If, if you've added a card this hand or so, you get free damage. Like so, there are. It's one of those things whereby I didn't expect this nerf, and I don't really think that this nerf makes much of a difference. But yeah. it's one of those because at the end of the day, this is nowhere near as big of a nerf as when the same exact thing happened to um, Fiora. Because obviously Draven still got quick attack, so yeah. whereas when Fiora got it got the the health change, it does make a difference because of the fact that she's a challenge unit, meaning that she, she if she had if she had challenge and quick attack, we'd be talking a different story. Mm-hmm. But because she's uh, which only a challenge being like a, that hit her very hard. There would be um going down one health thing, but with Draven having quick attack, I don't think it's going to make much of a difference in many of the decks he's played in. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, I think what killed Fiora more than her nerf was the existence of Jarvan. I think Shen Jarvan <laughs> is just a better deck than Shen Fiora. True, uh, true. <laughs> I'll give you but, that. Uh, I, 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 so, the thing with Draven that I, I, I just thought of a better way of articulating what I said earlier. Draven is the, uh, like the centerpiece for a type of deck like um, Draven, Ezreal. A control deck where the units in the deck are just powerful, but it's really the spells that are carrying the deck. And then there's one dumb finisher like Baron. Yeah. And Draven being the center point of, the point of that deck is a lot like when Vi was the center point of Karina Control, and she she didn't do anything particularly interesting other than be a card that's powerful. Yeah. And I just feel as though there should always be one deck in the meta where the units are just powerful, the spells are just powerful, and the, it, it's kind of like um, Jund from Magic the Gathering. I feel as though there should always be a deck which is just removal and value units, and they're gradually deleting all of the really value champions. <laughs> um and and they're not like buffing anyone up to, to make that difference which i i suppose i'm okay with but like i, I do love john yeah no yeah. i said yeah. like you know it it, it 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 will be one of those things whereby we just have to see how it affects those decks whether or not people decide to change draven out for things i i, I very much doubt in many cases people would but mm-hmm. you never know right that's that's the thing with this yeah. so moving on we hit tristana which i'm not gonna lie I always thought to myself, why was this just not in play yeah. oh, to yeah. begin with? So Justana now grants herself impact as well as her allies. So on a level two form, when you play a multi-region unit uh, in her old self, she just used to give them impact. Uh, but now she'll give them impact and herself impact, which like at the end of the day, like to be 
a champion who, like, you know, you, you every champion, you kind of want them to have, like, you know, a, a nice level two where it feels like, you know, this champion, like, will get you closer to ending the game, basically. And her level two beforehand, yep, sure, she had quick attack and you can make her stats go crazy with quick attack, but all it takes is a 1-1 a one, one blocker and uh, there's not much that really happens to that. Obviously... Like, there's some people who utilized her in ways of either giving her elusive or giving her overwhelm, mm-hmm. which I think were the best ways of using her. I still think they are the best ways of using her. Um, but this just gives you just that additional, every single unit that you play that's multi-region, she's going to have that impact as well. Yeah, I I, it, it, I don't think you're ever going to really get her above, like, impact three or, like, thereabouts before she dies or wins you the game. But it's 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 nice and it's a powerful change. For a card that wasn't really seeing any play, exactly. That's that's the thing. So I I just I, I'm just glad that they did it. And uh, speaking of cards, which why the hell weren't they like that yes. when they were first made? <laughs> Nocturne, Nocturne's <laughs> level two now does still give him the nightfall of making. But like, it's basically he lost that, didn't he? Like, yeah. I it took me two seasons to notice that. By the way, like two seasons <laughs> two seasons after his release, I played him as a level two unit because normally he wins the game as he levels. I played yeah. him as a level two unit with Nightfall activated, and I was like, wait, bro, what? Hold on, hold on a second. It's uh, weird that a Nightfall champion, like, considering the fact that you don't, like, there was obviously the Nightfall deck, but you don't see many people, like, mainlining Nightfall, because there's only, like, two champions which work with Nightfall, being mm-hmm. Diana, who, after the nerf to Power Cascade, and after that, like, you, you don't really see her anymore, yeah. and Nocturne, and the fact that you're taking away Nightfall from one of those chat, like the fact that, like, you know, a Nightfall champion did not have Nightfall. Oh, correction, then, which it Moon Man has Nightfall as well. Ignore me. Oh, yeah, has, that's not a real card. That's the other man. That's the other man who has it. I can pronounce like, wait a minute, there's another champion. Right, but yeah, but the point is that, um, yeah, it seemed weird to take that away because it is a very powerful ability, but not only a really powerful ability, it makes sense with what he's trying to do because basically being able to play him on nightfall grant vulnerable and uh which you like you you basically are choosing the unit which might be able to defend because obviously he makes everyone fearsome so you're going for somebody who can potentially defend and then making sure that they're getting you you, you challenge them onto the weakest unit so that you're getting maximum damage for value so it does make sense yeah, why but, you'd want to give vulnerable to who you want to give vulnerable to when playing him? But because I'm an old soul who cares more about nostalgia than winning. Uh, when I'm actually trying to climb, I usually play um, elites or nightfall. So uh, I'm happy to see this change. I don't know how often it will come up, but I'm, I'm happy to see it. Just oh, yeah. it makes so much sense. <laughs> well, as well, it's one of those things whereby that now means that he that until dusk now can be used on top of him to give people minus one as well. Because obviously, like, uh, he gets minus one for <laughs> yeah. every unit that you play. But also, if you played that, so if you had that spell in hand to draw, it would also mean that you're giving the opponents minus one as well. So, yeah, again, it's an all-round thing. You just think, why was Nocturne never like this to begin with? Mm-hmm. Totally. Uh, the next one, I've had f- a ton of fun over the past 24-ish hours since the patch went live. Nice. Uh, Echo... It feels, it actually feels huge. The fact that he levels uh, one prediction sooner, he levels on four rather than five, actually feels enormous. I didn't think it would, but I've been playing Echo Zillion to excellent success. Yeah. Uh, and 
Uh, I'm, I'm about to break back into platinum. I might do it this season. I might make it back I, home. <laughs> I believe in you, buddy. But yeah, no, literally, yeah, th- this is actually really big. Um, it's not only big, like, the one thing I will say, it's not only just big for the deck, which is the most popular, which obviously is the Time Wizards deck, whereby yeah. it's using Zillion and, and Echo, but also because at this moment in time, PNZ has relatively little predict, actually, in itself, mm-hmm. um, it's the fact that it opens up more doors for maybe the future. Obviously, we don't know what cards might get added in the future, whether or not we might see a few more cards of Predict getting into PNZ or whatever the hell else. It just means that with it being that bit easier in on that front, obviously, if you've got a deck which is completely devoted to Predict, like the Time Wizards deck, that's really going to help him and boost him up. But I, I like it because I'm one of these people who likes to make crazy, stupid decks. And so... The idea of his predict going down so that it means that he can potentially venture off on his own down a different route, I'm all in favor of. Oh yeah, Echo is a great enabler for like silly decks. I, I suppose Zillion is as well. Uh, decks that, um, sorry, uh, the, the predict mechanic letting you dig for specific cards so you can assemble whatever you're trying to build. Uh, he's just a very good generic champion if you're in those colors anyway to try and dig for whatever you're doing, like concurrent time. I just, I just want to see a little bit more predicted PNC, and then my Marauders deck <laughs> will take over the would it be just going forward, letting them die, then bringing them all back to life and attacking forward again. <laughs> That's what I'm looking for, okay? Yeah, that that, that we're 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 looking for enough uh, buffs so that the Marauders Echo deck becomes meta. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Is that too much to ask for, Janky? <laughs> I, I I mean I do I, I like the deck. It's a cool idea. I like the card, which is uh, which shuffles in the make ephemerals attacking. I forget what it's called. Echo signature spell. Yes, no, because yeah, again, that's one that works really well for Marauders. If you yeah. get a board of Marauders and then use that thing, which it's uh, called shot. Going into yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, parallel convergence, which yeah. then means that yeah, literally they like, you can send your board forward immediately and then um, go forward again for real. So yeah, I I, I love the uh, like uh, the fact that this just means that he can be put in more places and not have to rely so much on making sure you're with Sharima. Obviously, his best place is going to be in Sharima because like uh, the two go hand in hand. Yeah. But I mean, just the idea of being able to play him somewhere else is is just nice to me. Yep. Yep. Uh, the next one, I, if I remember correctly, when, when Aurelian Soul initially got his nerf and we were talking about it back then, I think we did say that the nerf was a little bit late because he had already fallen out of the meta. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and, 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 and now they've just reverted it because I think, honestly, they probably agreed with us. Yep, so uh, this is a, a revert, as you've just said, that Aurelian Soul now only needs people, which is allies, to have a, an accumulative of 20 damage rather than... 25 which obviously he himself is giving half of that anyway <laughs> yeah yeah it, like by the time they nerfed aurelian soul i can't remember what the circumstances were but the nerf just seemed really weird and it was only really necessary for like five minutes of the meta anyway it, it was a very uh, hasty decision it, it, it was one of these things whereby um at the time of the time the nerf happened just before there was the very powerful, well, I say very powerful, uh, relatively okay deck <laughs> that was um, like the ramp, friendly old ramp, whereby the whole plan would be ramp up as quickly as possible and then throw down, feel the rush, and then feel the rush would be the immediate level up of Aurelian Soul because whoever the hell you had impaired with was also going up to a 10 10. Mm-hmm. So, um, that would just be the immediate level up, and and uh, it, which it, the, the game was kind of done because let's face it, once Aurelian Soul levels up, he's become that champion who's just like, okay, well I concede. Same yeah. as we same as um, 
what's his face? Old Viego. Oh, Viego as well. Yeah. <laughs> Instant concede. So that was prevalent a little bit before, and it was actually quite a powerful deck. Uh, but then, because it was like kind of a control deck where it was using Avalanche and things like that, basically just um, ramping itself up, and then which got into all that. But I can't remember what came in roughly. It might have been just before they nerfed him, or just around that time. But something happened which really hit that deck, or it just was too slow, and so it it naturally fell out of the meta anyway. Yeah, I was it Aphelios's release. I feel it could, it could you know, it could have been set. I think it, it could have been. I can't remember exactly what happened at the time, but I do know. Yeah, like basically at the time the nerf hit, he wasn't actually getting used that much anyway. <laughs> so yeah, this makes perfect sense. I was, I thought, I honestly, I'm surprised they didn't do this when they did uh, the Make It Rain revert and all of like when they did that huge list of reverts. Yes, uh, but it's nice to see. Uh, I'm mm. not sure it, it doesn't make him any less discardable to um, the aloof travelers, but. It's uh, it's nice, I suppose. Yeah. So moving on, our next one was Renekton. Renekton now only needs ten damage rather than twelve damage. And you know what? This was one of these ones where uh, it might just be me, but I looked at this and just thought, oh, I guess, I guess that's okay. Like you know, what I mean, like it, tells, it wasn't like a oh my god, Renekton. Now I must play Renekton and everything. I, it's one of those things whereby I don't know. Most of the time, I was feeling that. If you were playing a Renekton deck where your whole idea was Renekton, like you were playing potentially maybe with Damasia, so using um, Cataclysm or Concerted Strike, obviously, like uh, it's it's already got the uh, streamer's already got the uh, Siphoning Strike and cards like that. So it was one of these things where most of the time he can level up after two strikes anyway, in most situations but this just makes it that little bit more easier i guess uh i like yeah in the demacia uh situation i don't think it would make much difference uh i think in the sejuani um like overwhelm deck where you're not running so much in the way of challenge type effects and he's just in there as a good overwhelm unit the fact that he can block without his buff from his challenge effect and then he can go in for the attack and get buffed up to add on that six to the initial four and that will be enough to level him up i th i think it'll, i think it will come up quite a lot in the sejuani renekton deck which was already quite good um i, I don't know i haven't had a, a chance to really play with it but uh i i, I think i think this makes a pretty significant difference because you he only needs to strike buffed once True, true. I mean, I, I, maybe, maybe I'm just downplaying it because I was just always like, well, he could, he could. I, I feel like this buff happened. The comedy is this buff happened. I think a day or two after I played uh, against the Renekton in a expedition game, and literally, I don't know who the hell I was against, but they leveled up Renekton in one turn, mm -hmm. and I was just like, that son of a bitch, crock. That moment. obviously, like in expedition, like he potentially, if you get the right deck behind him can be like a, a, a very devastating unit to have to deal with. And so like maybe it might be enough, as you said, like, a, like I guess it's for if you're playing him with stage one and like yet again, like a, opening him up to more options, this could be a lot more valuable. But I just felt like a, he wasn't too bad to level up to begin with. Oh, yeah, but it definitely right. is a positive change, obviously. Not having to do as much damage. So and I feel metal wise he was underplayed, so I can understand it. Uh, all I'm trying to say is any and all buffs to Sundisk are good in my books. I mean, true. Any, <laughs> the, sun, the Sundisk getting closer and closer to like, uh, 
being continuously in the meta. It's, it's always what you want to have. 20 more buffs and we'll get there. <laughs> Soon! Uh, so this one's super relevant. Like, super duper relevant. This is a, a like a huge stat change. This is like... Um, a, this gives me flashbacks to when they changed Lee Sin, except it's not quite that bad. Uh, or actually, I mean, it's, it's Lee, Lee Sin's change was devastating. I, uh, what, what I mean is, is all of these numbers have changed. They've, just, they've changed all the numbers on Lux uh, to make her more competitively costed and statted. Uh, Lux is now a five cost instead of a, a six cost with uh, with worse stats, but she obviously still has that barrier. Um, I think back when Karma was at large, I think she really showed the effect of the like changing one stat or sorry, changing by one cost, going from five to six, practically deleted her from the meta. Yeah. And uh, I think Lux has a good chance of actually being a champion that exists now. Uh, what I feel is even more impressive. Like, don't get me wrong, like you know, the the cost change is actually massive. Like you know, getting a champion out a, a turn sooner than what you would is always going to be a magnificent thing. And the fact that you can get her out on five and then like you know, play a six cost spell immediately, like her next turn, is is great. Um, which you could do anyway, but I guess like having it that one turn earlier. I mean, yeah. Um, but what's more important, in my opinion, is the change to her spell. Because oh, yeah. her spell now, Final Spark, now can do direct damage to the enemy Nexus if the if there's not a unit on the field. Because that used to be one of Lux's biggest down, which it downsides and drawbacks. Like I used to remember, I'd be playing against somebody who would be playing a Lux, and then they would do their attack or do whatever, and then I would make sure that I blocked with everything, killing essentially all of my units, and then they would get the spell in hand. And it's just like, well, they can't do anything with it. That that spell's going to run it. Because as long as I don't play anything, they physically can't use it. Yeah, so, it, it, it was cool counterplay, but at the same time, it was really feels bad for the Lux player. <laughs> exactly. So the idea now that she can just go immediately in to court is magnificent. As well as like, you know, I feel like it's one of these things where... I don't know where she's going to find her place. I feel like a lot of people are going to start experimenting with Lux, which is a good thing. Anyone, like a new, like an old champion getting really revitalized to like try to find a new place for it is going to be interesting to see. Um, potentially Bandle City because of the burst speed um, mini morph is just <laughs> an immediate give it to her. But not only that, it also means that Mirror Mage is giving you double final spark. So. I don't know whether or not Battle City is going to be the best place to play her, but there's going to be a lot of people who are going to be experimenting with her, right? I mean, Karma Lux did used to be a deck, so yeah. we might see it again. Both both champions getting buffed to go, which it like a downing cost. Uh, so who knows what will happen, right? Yeah, I I can always hope. I did really like Karma Lux yesterday. I had to go with Poppy Lux uh, along the same line of thinking. Uh, I didn't put in Mirror Mage, but I, I did just think Mini Morph is the best six cost burst speed spell in the game right now. Let's give it a go. And it felt yeah. good. It felt um, like it could keep up with aggro without dying. Um, hmm. it, 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 it was, I only played the three games, but those three games felt great. Like it, yeah. it, she, she feels a lot more streamlined now. Yeah, that no, definitely is. It's a very positive change for her. And the company is like, like the stat change doesn't really matter. As you say, when she first comes down, she's got barrier and other than when she first comes down, most people aren't putting her forward. She's she's a backline unit most of the time because then you want to play your spells and get the value off of the uh, final spark. Sometimes she can be used as a blocker, but obviously it depends on what you're playing against. But um, yeah, so it's one of those things where by the, the stat of her attack just going down by one 
isn't really that big for her. Which is her cost going down is is great. Yeah, if your opponent's attack is attacking on odds, a three-five barrier unit is such a like a blockade, such a pain in the ass. <laughs> like sure, it, it like it must come up in your like. Uh, when you're like thinking of like worst case scenarios when you're thinking of whether to develop or open attack like the idea of a three five barrier unit coming down is just such like a huge incentive to not develop which is <laughs> uh like kind of like what leona does but uh, obviously yeah. leona's not a real champion right now oh what, what why could why could we get the buff that we thought that we got when she got overwhelmed <laughs> 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 literally <laughs> Kindred, uh, Leona, and Aphelios are crying right now. Like, yep. all of these champion buffs, and they're just like forlornly looking through the window. Uh, yep. The the Quinn buff, I'm I'm not even remotely surprised by. Like, Demacia is characterized by having units with good stats, and pretty much all the champions are just mm, good stats. Whether or not this is going to mean that she sees more play, I don't really know. Because, I mean, I mean, all it was is they've, they've just increased her health, which makes sense because. Most of the time, when playing Quinn, like I remember back in the day with when I used to play Quinn in a number of different decks, like Scouts and whatever the hell else, I'd be playing her and then just going forward with the valor that she created because I was like, I, I want to keep her back because I want her to, to level, I want her to level up. So, mm. like most of the time, you're just thinking like you know, any damage going into her. Like allowing your opponent to then like mystic shot or get excited enough to feel like you know you kind of want to keep her back. I still feel like maybe like you you'd still feel that way if if the whole goal of your deck is to level up Quinn, then you're still going to be used as a backliner until she levels. So um, I'll be interested to see whether or not this does make any massive difference to her play rate. Uh, yeah. Whether or not this means that we might see a rise in scouts, I've got no idea. Like I feel like there's a lot of decks right now which are potentially faster and and better at trying to do what that is so who knows yeah I, like back when scouts was at its like back when mf quinn was at its like absolute prime we also had like burn like good old nox burn existing with the the four three overwhelm for three mana and trading your five cost champion into their three cost follower never felt good uh mm. I, I i i think Scouts has fallen so into the way wayside now, and on five, a lot of things can still block five power. Sorry, five toughness effectively. I I, I have trouble believing that Scouts is going to be good again for a while. Yeah, yeah, I, I, that's what I mean. Like, I don't. I, I feel like it's not going to make much of a difference, but at least like a, it's something to maybe give yeah. her, like it, 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 it maybe give her a bit of a boost. Who knows? Speaking of champions that will still be there. <laughs> See the thing of it is so Brom Brom has been given an extra health stat and yep that that's all well and good like I, I still remember the days when they gave Brom one attack and there was like no 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 this is too good we must take him back so it's one of those things whereby yet again I don't really think this is going to make much of a difference it means that he can trade into more things i guess and not have to worry about removal taking him out afterwards uh but he was already in a region which had troll chant and cards such as that to be able to maybe protect him anyway so i don't i don't really know whether yet again this is going to make much of a difference to brom i feel like what would make more of a difference to brom is him not having like taking down how much damage he has to survive yeah because literally Literally, because like you know, like ten damage, sure, it's what you like. Go, it's um, 
one of those things where like a he can he can sustain himself for a lot, but it normally takes I don't even know how many hits, like maybe three or four mm-hmm. to to get him to level up, and it's just too slow for that zero attack to be on the board. Now, admittedly, there are some decks which take use of it, like the Scar Grounds deck. Um, I guess like Blood Stash is his most famous deck with with Vladimir. But yeah. other than that, I'm yeah, you're not really seeing too much. Like, I, feel, I feel like taking down how much damage he has to survive so that those Poros can get onto the deck onto the ball faster. Like, that would be a buff. Like, he might even see play in a Poro deck if that were the case. Because, obviously, most people cut Brom from... Like, the, the Poro King himself gets cut from most Poro decks yeah. because he's just too slow for what the deck's trying to do. So, if he actually got those mighty Poros onto the board faster, potentially he might see play. Yeah, it's just like... When, Brom is a... If he was still the, the zero five, Brom is, like, the, the uh, 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 excellent blocker. So, ideally, you want to be playing him on your opponent's offensive, he gets in the way. I would want Brom to be leveling, like, for the power level of his level up, I would want him to be leveling up, like, one to two turns later. Like, his, he hasn't got a game-winning level up. He just has a pretty powerful one. He has, like, a Shavana level level up, which is, like... Or, I, I, I don't know why I chose Shavana, but, like, uh, he has one of these, like, mid-rangey... She, she always levels up on, like, two strikes. Yeah, anyway. yeah, that's, like, yeah, yeah. That's, like, what, that's what I'm meaning. It's, like... Yeah. He, he has this like mid-rangey feel to him where his level up doesn't really win the game it just it progresses you in that direction but all of the other champions like Renekton or Shavana or uh I guess Garen with the with the the the, the mid-rangey let feel level up they level up like one to two turns later and Brom takes like four <laughs> yeah yeah uh, so that's what I mean if I feel like that is the bro the the if, if you're not going to give Brom an attack stat because you've learned from yeah. the problems of this in the past the best uh, thing that Brom can get is even like survive eight damage. So uh, the, the s- surviving yeah. less damage to level is is the buff that Brom needs. Yeah. Um, the next like three uh, the the, the follower nerfs are are all the big I, ones. I I think <laughs> I think at the start when you said it was like why weren't they always this way? These three. I strongly believe. Why weren't they always this way? <laughs> no, yeah, no, I, I will have to agree with you there. Um, the first one, obviously, the sparkle fly. Like th- this nerf has practically, I say, practically killed this card. Um, it might still see some play. It might surprise me. But mm. going <laughs> up in cost, the the main thing, which is like the powerful attack of this is the fact that by taking Sparklefly from 2 to 3 means it can no longer be got out by gifts from beyond into Crescendum. Yeah. like Because that's what the Nami deck like needed. Like It, it had no other 2 costs and so it was just all about, well, I've got my gifts from beyond to go into the Crescendum so you, you basically had like six ways of making sure that you were going to get this sparkle fly onto the ball because obviously the three sparkle flies you play in the deck and then three gifts beyond going into crescendum so you 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 knew you were getting this on the board and with a nami making its stats go crazy that's what it's all about and the fact that that's been made a lot harder now uh yeah is devastating to that deck yeah i I think Reddit has made their opinions on this clear since the beginning that Sparklefly, when compared to whatever the Ionian guy is called, yeah, the Ionian card, it yeah, just doesn't really cost. add up. And I mm. think it, this should have been the stat line always. Yeah, it's one of those things where in the region that it was in as well, like 
it, it had, I, I don't know whether or not they tried to make it, they were like, oh, we'll make Sparklefly two costs, because then that way it can pair up with the uh, Mentor of the Stones, who drops on three, which then means he supports this one, and gives this elusive plus two, plus two, and when he dies, he can give all the gems to it. I, I guess, <laughs> like, I... I think every single meta since Sparklefly has existed, it has been somewhere and it has been annoying. So All I'm, I will I'm... say to you is, yeah, so let's say that the Nami Zodex stays how it is. Um, it's not going to, it won't put Sparklefly in. It could still put Sparklefly in. It's still a good like unit to play, an elusive unit with lifesteal, which can be buffed, but having to actually play it is a little bit more clunky for what that deck is trying to do. Mm -hmm. But Let's say that you remove Sparklefly and you put in a certain what do you go like a uh, um Pablo's been down, but he's near out. <laughs> like, if you put him into the two cost slot and then had a challenge unit that could keep getting buffed up. That is I think this is why they, they also nerfed Nami, is because uh <laughs> because of exactly what you just said. I feel I feel as if that will be equally as annoying. <laughs> <laughs> Just Pablo coming out, swinging his tentacles about, beating up everyone. <laughs> I love Boxtopus, man. <laughs> I, do, I do love being a Boxtopus, yeah, no, but definitely... Um, I, I, you know what the weird thing is? I say that laughing, but that could legitimately be the change that gets made in that Oh, yeah, day. totally, totally. No, 100%. No, I, 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 no, no shred of irony at all. That's definitely where that deck is going. Yeah, because I mean, it's still great. Like that, you like. Whereas, like the Sparklefly can, it's got the elusive. It's doing the damage and it's doing what you want that way, and also healing yourself. Um, getting Boxtopus onto the board with the same maneuvers that you would do to for this, and then buffing it up, having a challenge unit which you can continuously buff up to keep it so that it can challenge, get like knock things out, and then like I still stay alive is yeah very powerful. Because bear in mind, like, wasn't it? Was it like a there was a Boxtopus. Ophelia's Twisted Fate list at some point from what I remember. And that deck was obnoxious, yeah. That deck no, was uh, obnoxious! Yeah. I mean, Spar like... now, that, now that Sparklefly isn't essentially keeping Nami on full health constantly, Nami, the Nami deck previously, all it cared about was dealing face damage and keeping its units alive. It didn't have to worry about its life total. Now yeah. that Sparkle, now, now that it has to go longer and it can't heal as, um, as reliably... I think Boxpus is absolutely the pick because you need to start caring about what your opponents are doing, which is an excellent change from a health perspective. Mm, yeah. Uh, the next one, it blows my mind that this card ever had Challenger. Like, I, it just seems so out of character for what the Cyan package was doing. Uh, Twinblade Revenant, the second half of whatever that dude is called, uh, is, is, is... Soul. Is, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is, is now a Fearsome instead, which... This, you yeah, know, <laughs> I saw this and thought, you know what, this makes complete sense. Considering the fact that most of the other early game, like Fallen Rider and, and things like that, um, have got fearsome as well. It made it was a bit weird that Twinblade had Challenger. Um, it's one of these things, right, where it was so weird to me. Like when I when I saw the patch notes happen, like I I went to Twitter, which you you should never do. Mm -hmm. Um. In terms of just like to see people's opinions in that, because everyone always posts. Oh, and, oh, sir, I went to Reddit. Don't even talk to me about that. Oh, no, yeah, that, that's, also, that's also a thing. But so many, like, I heard a lot of people say, oh my God, this is dead card, dead card. I was like, uh, is it? I mean, it's what you, it's one of these things whereby, yep, it's it's a a worse version of, of what it was, of what it was, but it's a more fairer version of what it was. At the end of the day, this is not the main deckable card. This is a token card that gets made off of 
Lost Soul. And I very much doubt that people would still drop Lost Soul because the one fantastic and stupidly crazy thing about that card is its continuous resource uh, in a deck whereby, like a uh, most discard decks in the past, its main con- main problem was that it would burn out, have nothing left, and then um, your opponent could beat them down. But this card having the ability to just like be a card that continuously cycles in its first form of having challenger and being basically able to take out whatever they wanted to on the opponent's side, let it die, get a lost soul in hand, discard it and get another one of these, or even play the lost soul to get another one of these in that line. That was quite crazy and unhealthy for a deck to be able to do, to basically have a continuous answer to anything that you the, the opponent plays. So this is a much fairer spot now and probably where the card should have been to begin with. Yeah, totally. I, I think this card is still very playable in Scion because it is one of the main reasons that Scion comes down leveled on 7 consistently because it, the the discard and play cycle, every time you do it, it puts 9 towards your requirement. Yeah. And for that reason, I think it will stay in the deck. The Challenger, sure, it hurts that it's now fearsome, but it's still just a card you get for free. Like you said, it gives you the infinite refill. This was a nerf, I think, that was targeted for control decks that weren't playing discard. This was just in there because it was stupidly powerful. Like, the... The Farron decks had started running it, and it was probably the best card in the deck for stabilizing purposes. And I... yeah, I mean, it, it, having Challenger, like you know what? This the craziest thing was that um, I was casting a tournament yesterday, and what was really funny was a matchup which I would have thought would have been favored in like a, a re- like before this nerf. I would have favoured this towards discard aggro. I was watching a darkness deck against the, against the Scion Draven, mm-hmm. and I was like, I was feeling that the Scion Draven was going to take it, and they probably would have because the comedy is they threw down which they threw down Viga, and normally this would come down be able to challenge him off the board. You don't have to worry about it. The fact that he could that this couldn't challenge Viga off the board. Meant that if I could stay on the board and keep that darkness going up in damage, and actually, the they ended up like being able to beat the Scion Draven list. So it was it was very interesting to see what impact it could make this not having Challenger anymore. Because I feel like this having Challenger, it, it was just too good of mm-hmm. what it was doing, being able yeah. to take out backliners like Viga, like whatever the hell else like oh, you could have on there. That was, it's basically just your backliners then that are giving you value. So. It, this it's... is in a much more fairer spot, and having fearsome is still a powerful keyword for something to continuously have. Like basically, that's still four damage if you can't block it. And if they go fearsome with the other stuff, as I say, like fallen rider and and all the other stuff, which is already in that deck anyway, um, it still could be like quite a devastating thing to be continuously coming at you, getting the health total down for Scion then to finish the game with the overwhelm. It, yes, it adds progress to my twisted tree line now. It's it my scion not my God, the twisted is tree. coming together. <laughs> um, no, I I think it, it was a it was clearly like everyone could pretty much tell it was a broken card before. But I think saying that this is a dead card now is far from accurate. It, it pretty much needs to stay in the scion deck. I'm pretty sure. I mean, the the one thing that I will say that made me really laugh was there was a tweet from Alan who is now obviously the world champion mm-hmm. and. He said something along the lines of, oh, would you like, people saying that Draven Sion has been like a nerfed and which is uh, is going to be terrible now. And they just, just this little thing said, ha, cute. 
Like, because like, he, he knows it's still power. Like, there's most of the nerfs that have happened, it still can be played. It's not, it's not, it's not like you know, crazy damaging to the deck in terms of like it's still going to be like high tier. Like, maybe not like a, as crazy as it was. Obviously, losing this challenger to be able to efficiently take out the backline as is bad, but still is quite a strong deck. Yeah. And. The next card, the fact that this was ever, ever a four cost, <laughs> if we're taking impact into account, this was a four cost seven five. And yes. now it is a four cost, what, a four, 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 uh, six, four, which is still unreasonable, to be honest. I don't think this card is going to be, like, deleted from the meta by any means. But Tenor of Terror was just statted out the ass. See, the fear of it is that this is crazy. But like, so it, like, it was crazy value. But I feel like now this is which it's one of those things where the um the base guy who gets made by the tenor of terror is probably not going to survive through most things because now he's in that range of being one health, meaning that so uh, so many pings from Ping City mm-hmm. like can can take it out. Uh, vile feast, like he's in that he's in that spot of one health where so many things can target and get rid of. That I really think that it, it's 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 more of a nerf to the second creation than the tenor of terror. Yeah, because, yeah. Like literally, he can just get taken out by so many different things. And what? But the thing of it is, is like it's it's where do you put the value in this card in terms of it's giving you more blockers? But not only that, it's one of these things where if you are still playing a Tristana list, it still counts as double towards her thing or yeah. like a two like so there are certain it depends on what deck you're running depends on whether or not you keep this or lose this um the most powerful deck obviously that i was like i say the most powerful like one of the most powerful decks at the moment obviously the poppy zigs list the widget the bandle city burn list used to run three copies of this i don't know whether or not it still will like it, it could do but i don't know whether or not they might take down the copies of this and maybe putting a few more copies of lecturing yordle I don't know how they're going to work with this, but I don't know whether or not they keep that in the list. Yeah, I, I, I presume they'll go from four and one to one and four because, like, lecturing, lecturing Yordle was pretty nuts anyway. Yeah. yeah. Because, I, because from what one, I one remember three, seeing, so. a lot of the lists that were, like, a lot of the uh, Battle City Burn lists I was seeing was, like, is a one-of lecturer and three of this. Yeah. So, yeah, I feel like they're just going to they're gonna flip reverse here, but yeah. three would you... Like, no reverse. <laughs> Exactly, the reverse card gets played, and um, yeah, I feel like that's what the deck's gonna do. It's still, that's gonna be like uh, probably the craziest deck out there at the moment. Yeah, but like, uh, which obviously, which I think this is about the only hit that hit it, right? I mean, obviously, we keep going through the, the change. Actually, no correction, sorry, it's, uh, yeah, stone stackers yeah. as well. But we'll yeah. get there. <laughs> uh, this next change makes me sad. Uh, I just forgot that this card was problematic, and I prismatic it like two days ago. Oh, uh, and okay. so, oops. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I've been working through prismatic prismagging my entire uh, elite stack, and I just got to relentless pursuit, and like because I've just been doing it like AFK in the brain, like just one at a time, buffing the cards. I I did this one instead of Golden Aegis when really I probably should have seen this coming. Yeah, I mean, relentless pursuit has been one of those cards which has been like a consistently powerful card for its cost, and so. Like I could see that this might be what they would hit, but at the same point, it's one of these things now where it's just a lesser golden age, yeah. in terms of what it can do. Uh, the bit that people don't really talk about is the fact that this is a slight nerf to Lucian. 
True. Because this is because this is his champion card. Nobody talks about it because nobody well, thinks much much Lucian in the in the in the text. It, but if your unit has first strike, I think I would rather have plus one plus one than barrier. Mm. Like okay. if, if if it has first strike anyway, putting Lucian before he's leveled up to a four three, that's a pretty significant. That's a beefy um first striker. Mm. So okay. yeah, it's, it's it's a nerf, but like I I I I think. Lucian will be fine. Do you want to know what I thought when I saw this? Yep. I thought, you know what? You know what might be crazy and what I need to do? A very crazy, because now, does this mean that there's two cards which work with Tarek to buff and rally? Oh, yeah, it will be, yeah. Because technically Golden Ages works with with Tarek to be able to give somebody barrier and then rally again. So is this another card? Which means that you get the buff and then rally again. Like, is this because that makes Tarek like that? That's why the cra- the craziest combinations with Tarek is Golden Ages. So the <laughs> fact that you could run more like is is could we see that be, being like something which ends up becoming meta that nobody thinks of that a deck running three copies of this and three copies of Golden Ages with a way of like you know just like using Tarek. To continuously like, is it, it? It might be a thing. It might not be a thing. But it's just that's the first thing that came to my mind. I, I'm excited to try that because I do love that deck. I didn't. I didn't even think. But um, <laughs> I, I quite like Relentless Pursuit. I'm going to keep it in my my list for the time being because I think plus one plus one on Garen making the six six regen. It just has more long term value, and you're trying to get yeah, Garen to yeah, stick but... on board. So like, I, I think it's it's honestly a side grade. I don't think it's necessarily a worse Golden Ages. Uh, I think it just needs to go on people with specific keywords. Okay, fair, fair play, yeah. Um, it does depend on what deck you play it on. Th- this next card, uh, Stone Stackers now has significantly less flavor and is a lot more generic, but also, God, that card was stupid. Yeah, I mean, the fact, so, uh, what they've done is they've taken the tough off of Stone Stackers, but they've given it one extra health as well, so it still is a relatively like a relatively good two cost card, but not net. It's now not an insane two cost card in terms of the fact that it doesn't. It can't just now block a one damage unit and be like, well, you know, I'm <laughs> trading perfectly fine through this, and like you know, uh, still providing that value of impact, which was a crazy good value on Battle City Burn, as well as it became that really good card to be able to then throw a demolitionist on top of to do one damage and do two damage to the enemy next. It's like, well, this isn't going to take any damage, so just throw that on top of that and we're all good. Yeah. No, the, the, this card, this this nerf was so hilariously needed. Uh, I think on release, people were were reasonably distracted by the likes of Aloof Traveler and like were underplaying how stupid this card was. Yeah, no. Like, uh, for a two-cost, it was a very good value card. Oh, yeah. Uh, are we gonna? I think I think we need, if we're gonna try and get this to the hour point, I think we need to speed run the next next few. Okay. Speed uh, run. Okay, aloof traveler. Which is like a, they just changed the stat base, which you know it's one of those things. But it was a very powerful card anyway. This makes sense. Like yeah, it was I, it was draw discard from your opponent. Like very powerful move. So that it does make sense that the stat which is the stats need to get changed on that card. Ninety percent um, of the time it wasn't in your deck anyway. You just like in certain matchups you were like, I need an aloof traveler and then you went looking for one with a telescope. So Yeah. The, so this was like, basically a token. <laughs> yeah, so this is which is this is perfectly fine uh change from what it does. It still provides you with a lot of value to draw and getting rid of something big on your opponent's side. Um 
Now we go into all the Targon buffs because the, Targon the, the, we've not seen in a while. We want to reinforce their strength as being the one that goes tall through card creation, is what they said here. And it's like, God, Freljord is crying. Freljord yeah. is just crying. The, 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 Freljord's initial identity was the region with the big stuff. And then since Targon's release, it's been the region with the ramp, making mono Freljord <laughs> just not a thing. Yeah. So we've got a, a bunch of different stat, stat changes. Basically, Moon, which it Moon Dream, which it uh, Dreamer. I, I like. Yeah. I still don't know whether sorry. it's gonna, it's going to do too much. It's, it's which is a health change, but it, it's going to be good in expedition. Yeah. Other than that, I don't know whether you still main deck that. The other two, the priestesses, both going up to two twos from having their respective one damage or one, which it, which it, sorry, uh, yeah, which is a uh, two health or two. Um, damage with like the other thing like going to tutus it's it's still like they're very powerful invoke cards and yeah, I, this just means they can get through some trades i guess solari priestess was a card that was seeing play beforehand i'm personally very happy about lunari priestess um i know a lot of people run a one-off cygnus in nightfall i run a one-off lunari priestess so if i get into matchups which i think will go long i can discover i can get lunari priestess off of a stalking shadows and get a couple of really impactful late game threats or at least that's the hope and it comes up more often than you'd think so uh i'm very happy with that one yeah. raven or however you pronounce it raven 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 i think i think it's raven philadelphia raven. man uh yeah. is this is uh this is really stupid this is um what's what was his name uh jack the, the winner the winner yeah jack jack the winner uh stat line which was has proven time and time again to be nerfable. Like mm. every single time they print a five cost five six, they nerf it like the next patch. So uh, that's that's exciting. Yeah, a lot. Of, I mean, it's one of those things whereby, like, is it an, is it going to be enough for Leona decks to come back into the sun? Please, that's going to be the, that's going to back into the light. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll find out about that. I mean, give her overwhelm for God's sake. Give her the overwhelm that she got before. Um, <laughs> You know, it's still it's it, it it might see make us see place. So we'll see how that goes. Um, the scourge, I actually think, is actually a far bigger change in the fact that it now itself has overwhelm because it, it used to just be challenger, give everyone else overwhelm, big ten ten unit. Now this, given it having overwhelm itself, actually, like you know, quite big. <laughs> I so the seven cost having. When I die, bring me back to life. Or no, that's not the seven cost. The seven cost has spell shield. The eight cost has when I die, bring me back to life. The nine cost has spell shield. I why doesn't the scourge have some stupid death rattle or some way to stop it from just being vengeance? I just I feel as though the, the scourge is missing protection where the other really big ones have it. That's a good point. I don't. I feel like it's because it's giving it's giving other units buffs and overwhelm. Like I feel like it may be it'd be. A little bit too much for it to have a way whereby it can get through removal. I, so I, I can. It just I feels anticlimactic. Like the 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 because the great beyond still after this buff, the great beyond is still just the better card, like significantly better. The great beyond is the real finisher of the the celestial chain. I just feel like the ten cost at the very end of the biggest cards in the game, which I think celestial is. Am I right in saying that? Oh, I suppose except the watcher. Um, like the, the the biggest card pool in the game, the really over-the-top cards that you need to go through hoops to find them. I just feel like the 10 cost should do something better than the 9 cost. I, I guess it, this is one of these things whereby um, it depends on the board and retrospectively, yeah, so like a, the, the 9 cost is the better card because obviously it's hard to remove. 
But once you level up Aurelian Soul, like I guess this still becomes like a really like the fact this goes down to zero cost becomes a, mm-hmm. a better unit because it's like you know you get to build a board of of um, stuff and then this is given it plus. So it's one of those things whereby if 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 Aurelian Soul is level, which most people can see that anyway. This is a really good card. <laughs> <laughs> You're not wrong, <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I take what you what you, what you mean. Like, obviously, everything else has a way of when it dies, it can still come back. Other than this one, obviously, this is the more expensive one. Um, but I feel like it. All the other cards are self-contained in themselves that they only like respond to. Like, they, 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 there's nothing which gives anything else anything, whereas this one does. So um, maybe. A, a change around in the ordering so maybe like a uh, take this to like the nine cost which and so make it a nine cost nine nine which gives that and a gift the, the great beyond the 10 cost spell like i don't know maybe a change around in the order of celestials might be a thing um as you say like obviously because it's the 10 it's the most expensive one so therefore you expect it to be the best one yeah um you know i don't know i don't know um why which it the way there is but it still is a powerful unit like if you've got a board and this can and your opponent can't remove it yeah true true it, uh, it's just a pet peeve of mine i guess mm. uh, uh, next, one, dragon... next one's stupid god yeah god next damn. one actually is kind of crazy in the fact that dragon's clutch a card which very rarely saw play in in dragon decks in general like because uh, obviously it was just like a a three uh, cost draw two dragons and then like a use of this or give all your dragons plus one plus one which most of the time they didn't really care about you know honestly like you know so it was mostly getting used for the draw dragons if it was getting played at all like you know maybe it might have been a one of or two of uh, the fact this now gives dragons overwhelming it actually gives dragons a finisher yeah th- this is a stupid change burst speed overwhelm like the what what are there any the, other cards that give your entire board overwhelm? Uh, you mean you mean the card in Freljord, which is a seven cost, which is now spell. which is now crying the sl- slow speed seven cost. Give all allies plus two plus two and overwhelm you. Yeah, again, Freljord cries. Yeah, once, <laughs> once more we find ourselves mourning <laughs> Freljord's loss. Yeah, uh, this got this has gone from because he draws two different dragons, right? Draw, yeah, yes. Yeah, so this went this went dragons. from tutoring um, Aurelian Soul and um, Eclipse Dragon to actually being a card in mid range and. Mm. It's almost like a combo finisher. Like it's so stupid. That's so dumb, man. It, it, it's crazy. It's like, uh, so that's the reason why, like, uh, we're probably going to see a rise of dragons. There's a few other buffs that we will quickly get to, um, which is probably why we're going to see a rise in dragon decks. Which means that I try to remember what were like the main counters of dragon, like other than being able just to frostbite them, I guess, to stop their um, attack. So, I guess Freljord, <laughs> Freljord coming in. Um, the, with the freezes and that like oh uh, i guess the like zoe shivana deck back in the day it was people kept on saying what was it um it was I guess, some kind of shadow isles deck wasn't it i guess like a shadow because like you know a really good I mean, was, it, was it this the time when trundle trindamir because oh, yeah like, it was feel the rush it was feel the rush yeah i was gonna say because the ability of being able to ruinate the ball because if they can have all these big ass <laughs> dragons and you just go ha ruination and yeah. uh, remove all the big dragons i feel like that's gonna be like it's major counters so potentially shadow owls could potentially be darkness actually yes that's true that's true so yeah. we'll see how it goes um but i feel like a lot of people are going to be jumping on the bad wagon of building loads of dragon decks i mean i should know i built one yep. um, yeah me so... too, yeah. <laughs> I, I have been playing mobilize i've been having a good time yeah mobilize uh... is a great card um yeah the ruined dragon guard going up that attacks that just meaning that it 
can defend fearsome if fearsome was a problem like that was one of its I, I'm going to skip forward for a second. Vanguard's Sergeant also being made into a 3-cost three 3-4 three means that there are two other cards in the same region as Badger Bear that have their stats and other stuff. I know, but the weird thing is, like, is it weird that I, I feel like Badger Bear just shouldn't have been a card? Like, it was just a token oh, totally. card. It, it, it was just a token card that gets created off of the other scout guy. Yeah, like, they, 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 didn't, they didn't have to print it as being a main deck of all cards as turn, well. Turn it back into a 4-4 and then delete it. You can remove it from the game and just attach it to the 3 one. Exactly. I feel like it, it never had to be a card in its own. I said, like, you know, uh, Twin Blade isn't a card of its own, so why did this have to... Like, but that's besides the point. I feel like it's because yeah. they know that the other one creates a copy of it, so they don't want to give it too many stats, because, I mean, that's where its main thing is is that it's the one that gets created from the last breath but yeah no sergeant like the full demusia man getting the buff is amazing but um we'll get to him once we get past all the dragons yeah <laughs> so yeah so dragon guard going up now being able to defend fearsomely just is crazy as well as just the ability of uh, giving all fury things when it kills an additional plus one plus one so that's where yeah yeah again a rising dragon so the other one is herald of dragons going for a one one two a one two um the weird thing is i saw a lot of people like you know going crazy and going oh yeah i'm definitely gonna put that in my dragon deck because it means you can shoot a dragons out earlier um i did not put it in my dragon deck for the simple fact that that just becomes very easy backfield dragon food for the opponent because if people are, if, if your opponent's playing dragon decks as well because we've seen a lot of a big rise in dragon decks it's a very lovely unit just to be on the backfield to um be eaten like very easily mm -hmm. with a single combat or just a challenge so that's why i've not bothered to put it in my deck mobilize if you've got the right hand i feel is a better card than this i was going to give you more value because like once you've done it then all the cards that are in hand are affected by it and it, this is not i feel like this is gonna get removed quite easily the, but like the curve of, <laughs> of like here here we out dragon chow Herald of Dragons, Ruined Dragon Guard, then either of the two five-cost dragons. The Spell Shield one or the Challenger one. As True. a 7-7 seven, seven or a 6-7. Six, seven. True. I just still feel that this is going to be... What you, I still feel like this is one of those cards whereby... It gets, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, making things cost one less, we've, we've seen through Bandle City Mayor, is just like mm -hmm. crazy value. And in the right deck, this, like, if you're playing like a bunch of dragons, so that it's like... like getting a lot of things down like this could be a really good card i've just always seen this as a card that is very easy to remove <laughs> that's yeah. why that's why well, I, I didn't put it in a dragon uh, deck i will be frank if my opponent plays a seven seven spell shield on turn four i'm surrendering <laughs> every single time so going to a few little ones here so obviously as you already mentioned the damasian guy's gone up in stats uh he might see i mean it's a good unit it's a good like free cost free for and he's giving four to Morcia, which is a good six-cost spell. Um, could see this scene playing some Lux decks, but always remember that this does also have the little thing of uh, Elite. So maybe, like, you, know, you, you play more Elite decks than me. Were you playing this man a lot? I was playing him as a two-of, and I was playing three-of uh, Vanguard Redeemer. And now I'm playing three-of Vanguard Sergeant and two-of Vanguard Redeemer. But that being okay. said... Outside of um, specific kinds of decks like um, dragons with Rune Dragon Guard or Lucian decks with Senna, Vanguard Sergeant is probably just the best three of in Demacia now. Arguably Laurent Protégé because it's the two like the two four with Challenger, but I think just the most generically powerful Demacian three cost is now Vanguard Sergeant. 
Yeah, I mean, it's a great card. Like, uh, when, whenever I see that getting played and knowing that Ford Master is in my opponent's <laughs> hand, I do. I, I always get scared and I'm like, right, now I've got to take down the board. I've got to take down the board. <laughs> there can't be a big board. I can't let it happen. <laughs> yeah, Bangor Sergeant is just like quite good in this meta because no one is playing Deny anymore. It's true. It's true. Yeah, like so we'll see. See what that does. I think. Um, but yes, we we skipped over faces, which it faces of the old ones. Um, the, it's got reverted back. As it, it's one of these things whereby once this went down, so it's basically it's the one. If you behold an eight cost, it gives you the extra uh, mana gem. It was used a lot in ramp decks. The aforementioned deck with Aurelian Soul used to run this because it was just to get to there as quickly as possible and use feel the rush. Um, so it does open up the chance to be able to maybe bring back that ramp deck again. Um, it's one of those things why the, the reason why this was so bad for that deck is because it ran Avalanche as one of its main like oh, stalling tactics, and so yep. Avalanche would just kill this unit at two health. But being at three health, like um, because it was the stones as well, like you'd use this with the um the stones just to ramp up, and so maybe this season play now we'll we'll find out, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I hope that the voices of the old one deck never gets too good and oppressive because then the title of the show will have negative connotations. <laughs> I mean, voice of the old ones is the one is is not the face of the old ones. It's this the one, it's, it's the other card. It's the yeah. eight card. So we're okay. It's a perfectly good card, no matter yeah. how it gets played. It's a, it's a fantastic card. This will never be a which is like a negative connotation. Yes, yes, yes. Um, <laughs> but it was Desert Ada for the darkness now being like a. Damage dealt to enemies now scales with the darkness. Insane value for an eight cost if you're if you're playing a darkness deck now. Yeah, it, it's more cards. Whereas, like, why wasn't this always this way? Like, mm. it's but it's it's an immediate. I clear your board basically is is what this card does. Like, yeah, I feel. Uh, and it, then they've they've changed fundamentally the way um, cards can't discover themselves anymore. Uh, I feel like this was like one of those changes that was necessary. I mean. The amount of times that I feel we've talked about it before on the podcast, like um, Battle City Mao going into Loping Telescope, going into Loping Telescope, going into Loping Telescope. Like, yeah. I feel like it did need to see a change um, that they can't create themselves anymore just to allow insane value. Um, so, yeah, I feel this got put more in because of Loping Telescope. But I mean, when you look through the other things, like um, the, which is the, the trinket trade and traveler i don't really think that people were massively against either of those two things like, i know that traveler's been in the game for ages and i, I never was like oh no look they've got a traveler off of their track like, you know what i mean like, yeah. I, it, it wasn't really one of those ones that affected me whereas loping telescope i feel was just too insane value and too easy to get <laughs> that that's the reason why this change got made I, I, I have one specific salt case when it comes to Trinket Trade. I was playing against Timo Caitlin and they had um the the dude out, the Puffcat Peddler. Oh, uh, Puffcat Peddler. And I, I went to Vile Feast their Timo and he was, I think he was, uh, I I don't know how the fuck he would have been nine off, but uh, either way, he Trinket Traded into Trinket Traded into, into another spell. And yeah, because Trinket Trade discovered itself, Timo survived. And I was very upset. I was I was sad. Very sad boy. <laughs> yep. So that 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 is all the patch but was like there's a few little bug fixes. I, I have one question because I haven't yes. spoken to any other player about this. It says fixed an issue where darkness could be created in hand before ca uh, cast copy had resolved. So you know how Senna 
if you cast you know, the darkness, yes, and then she attacks, she'll put another one in hand. I she thought still that does was intended. That. No, she still does it though. No, she so she does. Well, it's, know, it's, it's, I, I read this. I read this and thought, okay, so that targets Serna, so that like you know she doesn't create that darkness in hand anymore once you've got one, because obviously it's not resolved. But I played against somebody yesterday and. They did the exact same thing that, you know, like cast cast the darkness while attacking forward and said I made another copy of darkness. I was like, wait a minute. I thought that the patch actually. Well, I, like, I would have been very confused if it had targeted Senna because they do that in her champion trailer. <laughs> yeah. So I, but that's, that's the way that that sounds like. Okay. It's, yeah. That's so, like, I don't understand like what like that is. Like, it's yeah. It's weird to me. Uh, but Senna does actually still work the same way. Like, even though that's the only card that that would target, right? I yeah, I, um, <laughs> no idea. But uh, I think that yeah. is us coming to an end. Yes, yes. But that is, as you said, it was um, good patch notes. There was definitely things I expected to see that I didn't see because I believe... it. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it was more the fact that I which is like a Ruben Zoo who like he's been doing um streams and whatnot. Uh he swear that he mentioned that he didn't want just or they they didn't want Scorched Earth to be like the only good landmark remover. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I thought we were going to be seeing some buffs to some landmark removals like even seeing a buff to um aftershock in pnz to maybe make it fast speed rather oh, than slow would, speed that or, would be dangerous <laughs> i mean it, w- it would be dangerous like burn would love it but i mean like th- that's what i mean like, i felt like we were gonna see some maybe some changes to um some of the landmark removals <laughs> buff, buff sunk cost to a five i mean cost. i mean buff sunk, just... cost, I mean, so sunk cost deserves like nobody ever uses that um yeah so i mean like, I, I felt like we we're gonna see that i also would love to i've mentioned it several times would love to see some buffs to old landmarks like vaults of helia or mm. whatnot like but you know the, i, you, you, I yeah. suspect because isn't so what what's what's ruben's job title exactly isn't he involved in the upcoming set i believe he's now set design i believe he's um set coordinator or set that he, he does more with sets yeah uh, so so like buff, buffs and nerfs wouldn't be his department so maybe we're expecting more landmark destruction coming in the upcoming uh whatever the next Yordle set's called. Yeah, I mean, we'll find out. Because, I mean, every region has got only, like, one at this moment in time. So it'd be interesting to see if they introduce, like, a second option for each region for landmark destruction. Because I guess, like, you know, with the the champions and whatnot and the cards that we've seen, there is a number of, of more, like, landmarks getting played in the game. So maybe we might see a little bit more landmark disruption in here which in the game but who the hell knows right yeah uh, yeah yeah hard to say. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah yeah pretty good yeah. <laughs> so thank you so much for listening i hope that you enjoyed our, our like our thoughts and opinions on some of the nerfs and buffs that happened during this latest patch notes obviously you can catch us on youtube soundcloud and spotify so if you would you like i want to listen to us through a different ear hole orifice then by all means, you have all these options.
A yes. different ear hole orifice. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> if you want to, then you got excited. Don't question it, Janky. But yeah, if you want to, you can also catch us on our respective uh, Twitches, YouTubes, and such. So if you want to catch more um, of our kind of content, please feel free to. And just thank you all so much for listening. Hope you have a great day. And um, yes, is there anything else you want to add, my friend? Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye-bye.